The best way to describe this book is that it's an academic version of the travel memoirs I wouldn't write. Bienvenidos, my mere mortal lights. Welcome to another mere mortals book review. The book reviews for those who want to transcend beyond their own mere mortality to get something juicy, fruitful from the books that they're reading. And maybe juicy and fruitful isn't the correct adjective. Maybe I should be using pretty and magical because I have something for you. It is Requiem with Yellow Butterflies by the Australian author, James Halford. So what is the book about? Give me some synopsis, Kyron. Okay, calm your butterflies, I will. This book was published in 2019 and it's non-linear, it's jumpy, and it's got a very back and forth structure. And it's very hard to describe exactly all the things that is in here. I would say primarily it is his 2007 travel memoirs going through South America. So in particular, Venezuela, Paraguay, Brazil, Argentina, for example. It's also his present day learnings, I guess, with his wife in Brisbane. So he's talking about their relationship, some of the interactions that they have, maybe even a little bit about him as a boy before going to South America and traveling. And the final part will be a story with a mixture of an expose of a literary figure. So the title of this book, for example, Requiem with Yellow Butterflies. Well, the yellow butterflies, las mariposas, come from Gabriel Garcia Marquez and his book, Cien Años de Soledad. But also there are other literary figures included within the book and what value they had to James as an author, but also how they transformed literature, for example, or their life story. I think I'll add in this section who this book might be for. And I wouldn't say it's for a type of person. I think it's for a person who is interested in types of things. So for example, if you love South America, Venezuela, Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, those sorts of places. And if you love traveling, then you will probably enjoy this book. If you love different types of authors and exploring what it is like to write in a different language and what it means to be an author and their story mixed up with their works, you will probably enjoy this. If you are interested in love stories in a Mexican wife and having a I guess, relationship that crosses boundaries, you will probably be interested in this. Now, I typically like to talk about the themes of the book, but for some reasons that I'll explain later, this book didn't really focus in on one thing, so I couldn't really put a theme on it. So this is gonna be some musings for myself. And the first one that comes up is travel. Why do we do it? And I feel this is a little bit flimsy. The reasons people tend to give is a little bit wishy-washy, a little bit not super helpful. And in this particular case, I'll hone in on long-term backpacking. So this is a long-term travel where you continually move forward, where you're going from place to place, where you're going for, let's just say more than six months to a different land, usually where you don't speak the language and are just going through. And so honing in on this in particular, the book for James, in page 70, we come to a point where He's traveling through, he's in Brazil and someone's asking him like, Australia, what are you doing here? And that was a good question for him. All he could answer with was, I have absolutely no idea, but at least I had found the question. And for me, I feel this is a pretty good reflection of what the average traveler is like. Now, James was very similar to me when he was traveling. He was single, he was from Australia, he was around my age, 24, 25, 26. And so, we had a lot of similarities and when I say that people give a 
an excuse or a reason it's flimsy, I think it's because they're just not so sure of it themselves. They just want to do something and maybe it's when you're older, you can reflect back upon it and go, ah, I know why I was doing that without realizing it at the time. So some of the travel typical reasons, excuses, even you might hear are things like for excitement, for knowledge, for finding myself. That one is a little bit eh. for love, for broadening horizons. And yeah, I just feel that when people give these, a lot of the time there is no real reflection behind it. And it's more one of those things you do. And then afterwards you can go, oh, I see why I was doing this. So as depressing as this is, when I was traveling through and a lot of the people I would meet, a lot of them seemed to be running from something. And whether it was bad things in their home life, in their home country, a relationship that went sour, a et cetera, et cetera. A lot of them were, seemed to be just traveling for the reason of, I just don't want to be where I was anymore. Find enough reason, cool enough to do that. But that is not typically the reason they would say when they were traveling. It's not, oh, I'm running away from something. It was one of the other things that I just said. So that travel, why we do it, I think there is definitely good reasons for it, but it's really hard when you're in the moment to know why. And once again, I'm talking particularly about long-term backpacking travel, going for vacations and things like that. It's a little bit of a different story. So let's take myself for an example. What were some of the reasons I would give while traveling through Colombia, through Argentina, through Mexico? And I usually would say something along the lines of, oh, I wanted to broaden my horizon. And, oh, I had this inspiration from the book, A Dead Bat in Paraguay, and so, et cetera, et cetera. Now, whilst these were true, I think there were more urgent, pressing, influential factors that went into it. So I have mentioned in the Mere Mortals podcast a bunch of times now that once I stepped foot in Chile, once I actually got off the plane, I almost would have been content with just leaving there and going back home because I did what was the most scary thing to me in the world, going to a completely different place, not speaking the language. And so once I was actually there, everything was sort of a bonus from then on. I did get to experience tons of cool things and meet new people. I would also say that fear was deep within with regards to being a loser, to being not interesting, to not having anything to do as well. It was almost like I finished the mining job I was in and I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. And it was like, all right, let's just attach myself to this thing. And this will give me some meaning and some purpose for the next you know, 14 months as it turned out to be. So whilst I think there are plenty of good reasons to travel and I think most people have an inkling maybe, but it's beneath the surface and it's not as deep as you can go. So the travel, why we do it? Well, you just have to figure that out for yourself during, hopefully, but more likely afterwards. So for the second musings that I've got, I'm going meta and this is analyzing books. Why do we do it? So a very similar question to the travel, but this is the other important part of the book I feel, which was him analyzing books. So this is a book review about a book which analyzes books. Let's start with me again. Why do I do it? Why do I analyze books, do book reviews? And I would say it's mostly for the fun and it's hard to say, oh, it's 100% for the fun. And I think this is one of those things that as you get older, things start to change and that's okay, but it's not exactly what it was when it first started. So for me, I started writing book reviews for myself back in 2013. Now, was this purely for fun? Uh, not even particularly, that was more knowledge and wisdom. When I started doing these ones, that was more for fun. 
hell yeah, I'll do a book review. I'll put it up on the YouTube channel. Now it's starting to get more in the area where it's like, oh, maybe I could make a career out of this. Maybe I could provide more value. Maybe I could make the videos less rambly, more short to the point with less as ums and ers and likes and things like this. So I would say that's probably the same for James as well. It's hard to tell because he doesn't really provide his whole childhood and he doesn't particularly explicitly say, I was a voracious reader as a child, but I do get the feeling from the amount of authors that he talks about that he probably read a lot and maybe for him, it was purely for fun at some point and then he started going, hmm, you know what? Maybe I could make a career out of this. So he got a literature degree from UQ and started writing articles and publications and all of these different things, which morph over time. And that's totally cool. Now, while we're on the topic of analyzing books, maybe we'll talk about style and how James does it different from I. So he really focuses on the author and their life. So going into the life of Gabriel Garcia Marquez, of Judith Wright, of J.M. Kuetze, I definitely pronounced it more better than I did for the book review of, of I did of Disgrace for Him and Jorge Luis Borges and a couple of other people. So he goes into their lives and examines that. Now, whereas for me, I really try and take the almost impartial view first and look at it as just a single work of art. So when I get a book, I don't read the introduction. I hate doing that because I don't want other people to tell me what I should think of it and what the author was trying to convey. I rather, for me, get into it to myself, explore it for myself, see what comes out. Maybe if I'm struggling with something, I can look it up and maybe I can use it as an additional reference point to see what other people are saying. But for me, it's more, there's a work of art, there's a piece of literature, I'm going to go explore it and see what comes out of it. So that is what I do. Whereas I feel that with the amount of importance that James puts on the authors, he is really concerned about their lives and how this interacts with what they're writing perfectly valid way of doing it. That being said, I think there is a slight flaw in doing it in this way. And once again, totally subjective. This is just my opinion. But you can get into this area where it's overanalyzing things of looking exactly into what the author said about their own work, deconstructing this particular passage. And, you know, some people love this. He's got a literature degree. So he's obviously spent a lot of time looking at words and playing around with them and things like this. For me, I prefer maybe a more shallower look it's still profound in a way because i try and go as deep as i can but at least i'll i'll go down like a submarine and then come back up whereas he might be just going down and down and deeper and deeper and so for me it does get to that point where you're overanalyzing, where you're trying to drag out too many things of looking into this and looking to the author's past and saying oh this is what this is and you can interpret this this way and then this therefore adds this onto this and for me i just go oh that's that's too much i'll i'll stick with uh, these little brief things i can get from it and then Maybe I'll go on to something else. Onto my personal observations and takeaways. And this is the second book in a row where I felt, wow, this is actually too eerily similar to me. But for this one, it was maybe more superficial. So with the other book review I did recently of my brother, Jack, we were talking about how my character, my innate personality was so similar to that of David Meredith. Whereas for this one, I see myself in the author, James Halford and go, damn, that's a, there's a lot of coincidences here in terms of things that we have both done physically in the real world. We both traveled South America. He was about 10 years earlier than I, but still we went through similar countries, had similar experiences. We we're both around the same age. We we're both from 
Brisbane, Australia, we both have a passion for reading and literature. We both went to UQ. We both had a partner who was from overseas. We both, there were so many different things where it was like, holy shit, uh, I'm very similar to this guy. And this is funny in a way, and it might just be superficial because I actually don't know anything about his personality. The book is really not too much on him. It's more on some of the experiences and then the literature and the countries. It's not so much about him, him diving deep into him. And I would actually like to try and meet him at some stage because he is in Brisbane. So this might be a possibility, but it was like, wow, similar, but not too similar in a way. It was, this was more the superficial, this is me and him did very similar things. And this is what drew me into this book because man, there is a lot of cool things I like. This is the stuff that I like condensed into a book, but it's not me per se. It's not going into the deeper part of my personality and what is within me, I guess. Now, this really brought some flashbacks and memories for me, and this is good in a way, but bad maybe for the book as a reading because I was associating my own things onto this. So, he talked about exact locations I've been in, in Ciudad de México, in the Zocalo, in Buenos Aires, and Plaza Italia, and places where I was physically walking around, I was touching and seeing things. So, I'm chucking all of my memories and therefore the emotional states and feelings I had onto that and then onto the character in the book, whereas maybe he was trying to express something completely different. Maybe this was not what he wanted to show. So, whilst very cool because I could totally relate and visually see it in my mind and even go into my computer and pick out some photos and go, oh yeah, that's right, that Zocalo, I was there, that sort of thing. But maybe that's not what really gives this book its own flavor because then I'm adding myself into it and I'm not seeing this as a a pure work of James Halford and now it's like James Halford with visual imagery from Chiron. Now, my final observation takeaway, and I'm even going to say learning, is that perhaps I should read the acknowledgements before I begin the book. What, Chiron? You just said you won't read the introduction. Yep, 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 yep. No, it's different people. And this is because in the introductions, in those things, you'll have people telling you, this is what you should think about the book. This is what the author was trying to expose, etc., etc." Whereas the acknowledgements are very superficial. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Thanks, editor. But it can give you a crucial piece of information, which is thank you publishers for allowing me to take my own work and put it into this piece of work. Now, as I've expressed many times in the past, I'm not a fan of compilation books. I'm not a fan of people taking their own works and splicing it up and putting this here. And I feel it just reads as if it's not a continuous flow, as if it's the author across multiple different time periods. I get it. You're trying to do this sort of thing. Maybe you're trying to save time. Maybe you're trying to show something with this. That's totally cool. But for me, every time I read a compilation book, I just go, ah, I can see. I can see the flaws in this. I can see why it's not super smooth, why it doesn't excite me, why it, I'm not totally drawn into it. Every time, every single time, I just go, yeah. A little bit, yeah. For my final summary, unfortunately, the structure is just not my style. Even whilst reading, it was too jumpy. It was too all over the place, too non-linear. Why is he talking about him and his wife in Mexico in this point? Then the next chapter talking about being in Brisbane and doing this thing. And then the next point, going back to a single traveler and talking about this. And then this author and their works. It just didn't particularly line up for me. And upon learning it was a compilation, made me go, ah, okay, I see why. Now, fortunately, it did hit a lot of cool things for me. I love 
South America. I love Colombia, and he didn't talk about Colombia, but I love Argentina and the different types of things of Spanish, of learning different cultures, of of traveling, of books, of Gabriel Garcia Marquez. All of that's way up my alley. So that really did save the book and is what kept me going through it. So unfortunately, just in total, I can't say I loved it. I'm going to give it a six out of 10 Requiem with yellow butterflies. Uh, It's just not going to be super memorable for me. As usual with the Aussie books, I'll give some Aussie slang. Not too much in this one. The number one would be mate, of course. I haven't mentioned this before. Mate is just a super Australian way of saying my friend or you or hey or etc. So a mate can be anyone. It can be a boy. It can be a girl. It can be an animal. It can be an object. It's yeah, that's my mate over there, particularly referring to people, but hey, that's cool. The other one was to get smashed and this might not be super Australian. I would imagine other cultures have this as well, but to get smashed is essentially to say to get drunk. Oh, I was smashed last night. I was very drunk last night. So me and Modelites, we've come to the end of another book review and I really do want to thank you for joining me up until this point. If you'd like to hear more, you can hit follow or subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening on. And if you could go over to Apple and iTunes and leave five stars and a nice review, that really does help me out. To interact or connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Mere Mortals Podcast. And other than that, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. Kyron out.